0: Blog
1: Talk Radio. Welcome to episode 26 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast, which I may rename after the first of the year. Anyway, for Saturday, December 17, 2011, it is the Night Shift Show with Warrior Cat and me, where we look at the lighter side of life and the news. Topics include uh, the upcoming Christmas holiday, along with some Christmas tunes here tonight. Some top stories of 2011 And also some news of the week On this enduringly long Two hour show tonight We'll see if I can uh, <laughs> i not tire out Towards the end of the broadcast here So all that is coming up On episode 26 of the Family Medicine Rocks Podcast The Christmas Night Shift Edition Starting right now <laughs> Welcome to the Night Shift. I'm your host, the friendly family physician. My name is Mike Savella, family physician and social media enthusiast. Feeling a little mellow here tonight. Check out the website at familymedicinerocks.com. Shout out to all 7,931 people following me on Twitter. Why? I have no idea. But thank you so much for doing that. Also, shout out to all 299 people who like the Facebook page for uh, the show here. Today is Saturday, December 17, 2011. It is 9 p.m. Eastern time, 8 p.m. Central. And uh, it is 27 degrees Fahrenheit here at Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters. A nice snowfall here uh, this evening uh, in uh, northeastern Ohio. And I hope your weekend is going well. Uh, coming up in just a little bit uh, will be my co-host, Kat. We'll be uh, chatting about various topics, uh, including the upcoming Christmas holiday, and uh, also reflecting back a little bit on the uh, top news stories and memories of uh, 2011 and uh, other stuff uh, coming up here uh, on this long two-hour show here uh, this evening. So uh, without further ado here, I will uh, <laughs> I will find Kat's intro here, and we will just jump into this show here tonight. You're listening to The Night Shift here on Blog Talk Radio on a Saturday night. Right after this, will be our good friend Kat coming on the night shift. We'll be right back. to the night shift and on the line with us right now is my good friend Kat. Cat, how are you doing here this evening there, my friend?
2: Hello night shift listeners and hello Dr. Mike Sevilla. I am what doing fast. Fem- I'm not much. I'm just sitting here relaxing, enjoying my night talking to you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And just to let the people out there know, Kat, that uh, this is a bonus hour here this evening because, uh, you know, there was uh, something that uh, happened at work for you that, that freed up some time for an extra hour of the night shift this evening. Is that right?
2: Yes, I was canceled, which was a blessing for me because I don't know if you've noticed in my tweets lately that I ha- have this chronic back pain from my my job that I work at. And I do 12-hour shifts, and so we do, you know, we uh, three, sh- three days a week is considered full-time. And that doesn't sound like a lot, right? But a 12-hour shift is a long shift. And lately, I haven't been able to do, like, usually people might do, like, three days in a row and get it all over with and then have four days off. Well, my back can't handle three days in a row. And she had scheduled me Friday, today, and tomorrow. So I work tomorrow, but yesterday my back was killing me, right? So it was so nice you know, it was just so nice to know that I was gonna have to lay off. Plus I wasn't gonna have to rush to get ready for this show tonight. You know, it's just a lot of blessings in the fact that I got canceled. So <laughs> we're still busy. We're we're still super busy. We just we we're way overstaffed and make you is overstaffed and nursery. So, actually, nursery was only one over, but, uh, you know, pe- there's some people who aren't wanting to be canceled, right, because they need their hours. So they're like, okay, well, we would rather work for you, Kathy, than get canceled. So I'm like, okay, let me be canceled. Thanks. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry
3: Christmas,
1: everybody. <laughs> oh, man. So, so what what were you doing today there, there, Kat? Were you just kind of hanging out? Just relaxing, or you're watching some TV, or what uh, What were you doing there today, Kat?
2: Well, I watched one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time, which is Miracle on 34th Street. I love that movie. Um, I was looking at some of the articles and stuff that we were going to talk about tonight, and uh, which was very interesting. I mean, I like the articles you picked, by the way. Very good stuff. Good stuff.
1: I think you might
2: be surprised at my opinions
1: by some of them. Oh, here we go. All right, this 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 ought to be good. This ought to be good. Yeah, and and at some point, and and we'll probably scatter it throughout the show. I mean, this will probably be uh, well. I mean, this will be the last uh, Saturday night show before Christmas, and uh, we'll be playing some Christmas songs here this evening, and uh, maybe uh, sharing some uh, some Christmas thoughts. And uh, we'll be talking also about, you know, maybe reflecting um, across this entire year, we've been, we've been, I meant, we meant, or I meant to talk about some, some news stories on the last night ship show about some 2011 stories of the year. And we'll get into that uh, in a little bit. Um, But, uh, but, yeah it it snowed up here uh, uh, today, Kat. And uh, the the snow, uh, earlier in the week here, it was uh, like in the, mid 50s which for northeastern ohio is like a heat wave and in the, over the past couple of days it's been getting a little bit more windy um and cold front has been coming through and uh the this morning and this afternoon was a nice little a uh, nice little snowfall it wasn't uh, too too bad but uh, a little reminder that it is a, a week before christmas so uh, uh so it was kind of nice and uh, yeah, of course you know i was out there trying to uh, get some shopping done and there's always you know very pleasant christmas shoppers not really out there Kat. and uh, they they don't know how to drive they don't know how to be patient in line there's not any christmas spirit in the stores uh, but what are you going to do this time of year cat it's just it's just that's how it is
2: yeah unfortunately it is how it is uh and i saw that you tweeted today that you were at best buy. it was snowing and that you were at best buy and you know i was like man if it was snowing here all the stores would be closed <laughs>
0: <laughs> everything
2: everything would be closed. The only thing that stays open when it snows is are the hospitals That's ah. pretty much it well i mean if if any stores were to have remained open, there wouldn't be anyone in' them because we don't know how to deal with that kind of stuff. You know if it's ice or snow, the life shuts down here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it just just shuts
2: down. <laughs> and that balmy 54 for you is like, you know, people got their jackets, the big, you know, thick jackets on. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, no, I know what you mean, though. I, I, I really hate being in the stores around Christmas time, you know, it's because it's so crowded and it's it just makes me nervous. And that's why I'm kinda glad that I can a lot of the gifts I can make, as you know, I, I do all kinds of crafts and make jewelry and stuff. So especially for for girls it's easy to make things for Christmas. Guys it's a little bit harder. But uh yeah, that's why I'm glad I don't have to go out as much
3: and for my sister,
2: for my sister, I just transferred some money into her account so she could go buy the stuff that she wants. <laughs> I guess that doesn't sound very Christmas-y, but
1: <laughs> hey, you know, it gets people what they want. You know, I mean, I, I you know, I, I tell people every year, and I, I think I mentioned it last year in the show. I'm one of those guys, I'm one of those people that goes out there on Christmas Eve, and I'm one of those people that go out and shop on Christmas Eve. Why? Because uh, you know, people don't really want what I get them. All they really want is the gift receipt, so they can go <laughs> exchange it and get what they really want. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. so, so that's uh, so it's less stress for me. And uh, what I, something else I always talk about every year is, is this whole thing of regifting, which I completely support. You know, if you get a <laughs> gift, you know, and it's not really getting anything practical towards you, I have no uh, no problem. You know, giving on to somebody who would might appreciate that in the process of regifting. Do you have any thoughts on regifting there, Kent?
2: Um, Well, I mean, you know, I I've never I don't know if I've ever regifted anything, but I agree. I mean, like let's say you get something and you already have one of those, you know, just don't open it, don't mess with it, you know. You're giving something of yourself. I mean, okay. Let's say, let's say you get something you already have, or you don't really want. You you go to the store and exchange it with a receipt, but you still buy someone something. I don't know where I was going with this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, just 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 start. We can we can edit it out. You know, you you can just start over. You're you're fine.
2: You're still gonna give somebody something, right? (laughs) So, oh, or, or, okay, or what if you return it and just get money and then turn around and buy a gift for some, that person that you might have regifted it? Well, what's the difference if you give them that gift or you give them something else with the money you bought from that gift you were going to regift? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Kat, say, <laughs> uh, say hi to uh, to your buddy there in the chat room there, uh, uh, whatever what you call him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can never say that. Yeah. Say, say hi to him. And uh, there's also a guest in there. So shout out to guest seven, nine, six, one. And, uh, you know, the I'm with stupid show, it's huge. You know, it's uh, you know, they, they were like number one in their category last week, dear cat. And they're coming up at 11 PM Eastern and 10 PM central. And, uh, you know, I, we were in there in that chat room last week and they had like 50 billion people in that chat room. It was crazy. You know, I was actually
2: listening on my, on my phone, but I heard about all the, uh, uh oh sorry, see, I, I was with my iPad's in front of me, right? And I just got a notification from Echo Phone, which is a Twitter thing that said somebody started following me. So thank you for that new follower, but you just distracted me. Uh I wasn't in the chat
0: room.
2: <laughs> I wasn't in the chat room, but I heard they had a bunch of follow or followers, a bunch of listeners in there. And uh tonight I'm probably probably going to go in the chat room, but the thing is, okay, I had two Blog Talk Radio accounts, Landview Lowdown, which is now gone. I don't have that account anymore. And then my other one was Faith Ignited, which I forgot all the login information, so I'm going to have to be a guest. So I'll be one of the guests in there, Los Cachos. Los Cachos is Jay. Jay is in the chat room, and he's one of the hosts of i was the Stupid, and he informed me. I don't know if you've seen their their page for this show that they're doing tonight But they have this little montage Of four girls uh, And I'm one of them So thank you for that Loscatchos
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Loscatchos
1: Oh man
2: like, If they had uh, Matt's fiance Schmoop, Then me Then I that her blog name is Desert Rat. I'm pretty sure that was Desert Rat. And then a, a blonde girl who I think, and Jake can tell you in the chat room, this girl that's real pretty that, this is their show too. What's her name? I forgot. He can put it in the chat room. I know. I, I just can't think. Of, uh, Knight. Knight. Or her last name is Knight, but the name of her blog is Knight Ramley. She's a real pretty girl. But in the picture they put. You know she's look you know she's sitting all sexy, it kind of shows her butt, but her hair is all on her face, so you can't see how pretty she is, so they need to think of another picture maybe to put up there, okay, just a little thought, food for thought, little Scotch. <laughs> i'm sh-
1: I'm sure they could do that in their show prep in the next two hours here, and uh, they can, they can- <laughs> change around their whole, uh, their whole thing. So, uh, Oh, I, I scared away the guests. So it's just, uh, it's just changing Uh-oh. right now. So no, uh, it's
2: probably when I went Los Gatos. <laughs> <laughs> I probably scared them. They probably said, Oh my God, she's possessed by.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Jeez. All right. Um, Let's see. Well, what do what we? Oh, I want to play some of these Christmas songs here tonight. So, uh, what, what do you want to start with? after the break here, Cat. What, what do you want to start talking about?
2: Uh, I, 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 I,
1: will, I will give you the first pick of the night here after the after the break here.
2: Um, Oh gosh, there's so much. I mean, you know, I, I really can't decide because there's so much good stuff. So I'm going to let you pick because I'm not good yeah. at, business, especially
1: for a uh, moment like this. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> to put you on the spot here. So, uh, let me, let me pick a story here and, uh, May can't fall asleep and, uh, uh, you know, uh, pretend like you're paying attention because we really, really appreciate him uh, listening to the show here tonight. So, uh, so you're listening to the night show with me and Cat here. I'll pick a news story after the break, and uh, we have a bunch of Christmas songs here that we're going to be uh, playing here. So we'll be right back after this. I don't
3: want a lot for Christmas. Thank mm-hmm.
1: show here on blog talk radio on a uh, saturday night so kat i know it's one of your favorite christmas songs so uh you know it gets get you get you up get you moving get you excited what'd you think
2: i loved it i was i was jamming over here now did you see that that youtube video i i uh tweeted at you the other day with that remake of that song or you didn't you didn't look at the video yeah, I guess to look at the video. <laughs> I caught you. Man, I
1: I'm, I'm I'm a bad co-host. Oh, bad, horrible, awful. <laughs> 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 no, it's uh
2: it's uh like it's like a remake of the song, right? And it's a cartoon, a little cartoon with the cutest little Mariah Carey cartoon you've ever seen. Okay? And she's singing, it's a different version of it, and it's kind of like a hip-hop, but it's slower. It's just kind of, check back in your mentions and just... (laughs) Because I thought, thought if if he hears this, he might uh, snag a little audio off there and play it in the next show.
0: (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, look
2: out, look out.
1: (laughs) All right. So well, let's. Uh, there's been a lot of th- There's been a lot of talk on the news today about this t-bowing thing with these students. Uh, you you you're familiar with the story here, Kat. Yeah, watch the
3: video.
1: I let me uh, 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 let me play this uh, video here and or this audio, and then we'll we'll talk about it here.
4: Four Long Island teams suspended from school for paying tribute to their football idol, Tim Tebow. The Denver Broncos quarterback has become an internet sensation for winning games and his prayerful celebrations on the field. But some Long Island high school students found out that you can't drop to one knee in the middle of the hallways. Fox 5's Heather Brown has more from Riverhead. To most of us, the act of dropping to one knee and bowing your head is called praying. With the people posing all over the world, this is Tebowing, at least according to the website www.tebowing.com. Named after the Denver Broncos quarterback who's become what you might call a cultural phenomenon, especially to football fans Tyler and Connor Carroll. This is a video of the two Riverhead High School seniors and a few of their friends Tebowing in the school hallway earlier this week.
5: Just did to honor Tim Tebow, seemed like a cool thing to do. He's a leader in every aspect on the field thought so it would be kind of funny, uh, just a joke to us, inside joke, start T-bowing in the hallways, um, there was no harm.
4: It started out with just four of them the first day. By the third day, they had 25 to 30 people, and that was where the T-bowing came to an end. Tyler and Connor were called into the principal's office and told they'd be suspended for one day each.
5: I just don't think they... We did anything that
4: warranted a suspension. The principal told me today over the phone that the t boeing was blocking traffic in the hallways, that it was causing a disruption, and that it was a safety hazard. He also said that the two boys he suspended had been previously warned for blocking traffic in the hallways last month.
6: I'm not upset and if if the suspensions stand, they'll take it like men. They're men. And uh, it's just something that I'm truly a little... I've been amazed that it's got to this point.
4: We asked people what they thought, and most of them hadn't heard of T-Bowing, but they had heard of kids' pranks and of safety hazards.
6: The suspension is a little harsh,
5: but, I mean, they should be at least reprimanded and said not to do it again.
6: In all honesty, there's like a lot bigger issues that could be addressed instead of suspending a bunch of kids for, you
1: know, acting like an NFL star.
4: The boys have appealed their in-school suspension, one is set for tomorrow, the other on Monday, because to them,
1: just
2: a TiVo. in Riverhead. <laughs>
1: uh, so it's just a Tebow. What, what do you What do you think of yeah. that story, there, Cat?
2: Well, okay. Does it seem a little extreme to get suspended for that? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Now, when I watched the video, with the video you sent me, because I think that was a different one that you just played, but the one I saw, there was uh, somebody talking. I don't know who it was. That it. it before he started talking, I was thinking the same thing. Like when that kid, first of all, when the kid was talking, he said, this was our way of paying tribute to Tim Tebow. Okay. Well, first of all, Tim Tebow, when he's bowing, (laughs) is paying tribute to God. Okay? He is not,
3: the
2: the problem I have, I I think Tim Tebow, he seems like a great guy, right? Great football player. I like that he's not ashamed of his faith and that he, you know, he's publicly shows that that's fine. I mean, I think it's great if you're a Christian and you're not ashamed of your beliefs because I think, you know, a lot of times people who are Christian they and in the public eye, they're afraid to say anything because they're afraid of people, you know, uh, making fun of them or dissing them or whatever, you know, because it happens a lot. You know, I think Christians, I've said this before, like one of the one groups of people where it seems to be okay to make fun of, you know, it's not politically incorrect to make fun of Christians. Or is Anybody else, yes, but just not Christians. I mean, or, no. Anybody else, it's not okay, but seems like with Christians it's okay, right? Whatever. So, uh and I think it's great that he does that, but he, it's like the woman said, he's become a cultural phenomenon, and now people are taking him and his faith and it seems like they're intertwining it, which seems really weird to me. Not, I mean, you know, I'm not sure what to think about it. I'm not sure what to, if to think is the good thing, or is it bordering on religious? I don't know. Maybe I'm being too curious about it. But the, the T-boeing thing, like you said, he they were paying tribute to Tim Tebow. When you saw the video, they showed video of them actually doing it, all the students. They weren't praying or anything. They were sitting there joking around, you know, they would look up and smile and stuff. It was all a big joke to them. They weren't kneeling in reverence and praying, okay? Because the man, okay, so the man I'm talking about, who I don't know his name, he says, well, it's it's one thing, if if they would have been praying to God, if they would have been (laughs) t-bowing, but praying, (laughs) then they're protected under, you know, whatever it is, the amendment, law, whatever that says, you know, the religious freedom, they would have been protected under that. Or they should have. But they weren't doing that. They were just thinking of Tim Tebow and that's it. First of all, people, Tim Tebow is not Jesus. He loves Jesus, but he is not Jesus. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) So get over it. Stop worshiping Tim Tebow and start worshiping Jesus. That's
1: my two cents, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, I think, I, 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 yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think it's suspension. Suspension, like, really? I mean,
0: yeah,
3: you know, it seems it, a for, little
1: for, for a joke? It, even yeah. the kids said it was a joke. I mean, it, they weren't making any kind of religious type of statement there with that. And uh, it was just kind of like, come on. I mean, suspension, really? I mean, if, if it was, you know, something else, if you know... <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to make a statement, sure. I mean it's and you know, forty people, like that sounds like a really big high school of hundreds of kids. I mean, it didn't sound like it was very disruptive. I mean I think I thought it was just kind of hilarious myself, but I uh, you know, I I don't know. But there's been a lot of talk about that um on the news today. People taking sides, this and that, and it's just uh it's just silly. Really, really silly. It is. I mean I
2: you know, they weren't hurting anyone, okay. Uh But I've just been so fascinated with with a lot. And not just this story, but all the Tim Tebow talks. You know, they have some artist now selling on eBay. They have Tim Tebow Christmas cards, okay? And it's him Tebowing in front of a little baby Jesus in the manger. (laughs) I'm sorry. But the little baby Jesus has his little hands up. Now, I'm sure the artist wasn't thinking about when he drew it, but I mean, okay, because somebody, somebody I follow on Twitter, his name is Jesus, Jesus Needs New PR, well, his name is Matthew Turner, okay, and he's a Christian, and he's an author, and he makes fun of, like, he, he thinks the Tim T. Bowling thing, of course, is is silly, right? Well, somebody wrote in the comment, because he put a picture of the card, okay, and somebody said, "Look, little baby Jesus is making the touchdown signal." <laughs> but it was, I mean, I thought it was a sweet card. Okay, I mean, I agree that it it seems. How you know? I just don't know what to make of it. I mean, I I I believe that his faith and his beliefs and all that are genuine, and there's nothing wrong with. I don't I don't even think there's anything wrong with the way he he expresses his faith. I think it's good. You know what I'm saying? You know to to spread the good news, to spread the word. But I don't know I'm not sure how I feel about like I said the intertwining of him and I don't know. I I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> 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 I love Jesus. I love you know as a Christian, I totally respect what he's doing. I just don't know if people are are getting it. Not everyone is getting what he's trying to do or what he's trying to say. Anyway, okay, I really will shut up now.
1: Um, well, uh, welcome Liz to the chat room Long time listener Liz Thank you for uh, joining us here hey. She says she says, uh, One day suspension seems harsh And J-Man says if they were making a religious statement Then they would have deserved a suspension uh, I think he's just joking there. I don't know mate. I, I, I think he's trying uh, to uh, Mess with you there a little bit there Kat I
2: think he better be joking I think he seriously Better be joking <laughs>
3: <laughs> I know.
2: I, there's no way he could think that seriously. I know. There's no way. Scotchos, your, Scotchos, your. you're so lucky I'm not in the chat room, with <laughs> Uh, Let's
1: let's stick with this football story here. I mean, we 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 have to mention LSU during the show, or else you're gonna kill me. So, uh, getting ready for the, the big game, I have a little audio clip here. I think they announced the, uh, some, some all-star team or whatever this week, and uh, some of your boys are on it, so let me play this audio clip here.
6: Tyron Matthew and Morris Claiborne headline the AP's All-America team release Wednesday, making top-ranked LSU the first school with two quarterbacks on the first team. Known as the Honey Badger for the mayhem he creates on defense and special teams, Matthew was a Heisman Trophy finalist. He and Claiborne are joined on the first team by Heisman Trophy winner Robert Griffin III of Baylor and finalist Monty Ball of Wisconsin and Trent Richardson of Alabama. Heisman runner-up Andrew Luck of Stanford is the second-team quarterback. The second-ranked Crimson Tide have the most first-teamers with four. Joining Richardson are tackle Barrett Jones, linebacker Dante Hightower, and safety Mark Barron. The top-ranked Tigers will play SEC West rival Alabama on January 9th in New Orleans for the BCS championship. Oklahoma State's Justin Blackman and Robert Woods of Southern Cal are the first team wide receivers. John Fulbicar, the Associated Press.
1: So, Kat, are you you starting to get nervous? Are you you starting to get revved up? Or that's not really going to happen until, like, after New Year's Day or something like that?
2: I'm... Always anxious about it. But the revved up part, I think, will be, yeah, as it gets closer. Because right now I just have, you know, apprehension and fear. (laughs) Only because I want to win so bad. And I'm so glad you brought this up because, remember, the last show we had, I was kind of talking about it, you know, what does it mean if Alabama wins? Well, one of my Twitter followers, or I follow him too, tweeted, what is fair about LSU having to beat Bama twice to be crown champs, but Bama only needs to beat LSU once? That's kind of what I was trying to – or that's basically what I was thinking. You know, how is that really fair? I just don't know if they made a the right decision. I understand, like I said, part of where their decision came from because they. I really think we are the two best teams but we already played them. I just don't know. It should if we if really they want to find out who's the best between the two of us, it should be two out of three games. Don't you agree?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's uh, uh you know, I, there, there's really not a good answer to this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it, it 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 it's because this this national championship thing has been done and redone and redone and uh, nobody's ever happy with anything, uh, so I, I I don't know. I mean I, I agree with you that these are the two best teams in the country. Whoever wins should win. You know should should be the national champions. It's uh, I don't know if this is you know if it's uh, a <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean it's it it happens every so can't. often and it's just it, it's. Maybe if I care a little bit more about college football, then I would have a little bit more better opinion about it.
2: (laughs) No, college football is the main thing I care about as far as sports goes. You know what I mean? Like, I like NFL and stuff, but I'm more into the college football. Yeah, yeah, that's fine.
0: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah.
2: But I'm just like, oh, gosh. If we win, <laughs> right. there's no question. If we win, there's like no question. But if we lose, there's gonna be people wanting. I don't know. I I just I like I said with that tweet, he tweeted. It it just doesn't seem fair. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I mean, what, what what doesn't really seem fair to me is that, you know, p- people finish their season in November, some teams, and then they have this long layoff time. And then some, you know, teams play in January 8th or 9th or 7th or the 1st. I'm like, what is up with that? I mean, if you're going to finish the season, just finish the season. And, you know, crown a champion then. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, yeah, why do
3: they wait so long?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's one of the beefs I have with college football. It's just like, oh, well, you know, then, then, then just, uh, you know, just, just wait weeks just to have it, have it done or get people healed up or, or, you know, for, for people like, you know, like Northern teams, you know, that, that they play in these, you know, warmer weather bowl games. Uh you know what is up with that? I mean, I don't know, maybe because I'm from the Midwest or whatever I don't when, we, we we get this, we get this gripe every year when when uh you know you know, people from the big ten just get their their butts beat um but maybe it's not the weather, maybe it's just because we just don't have really good teams.
2: I don't know well, I heard about the coach that's going to y'all's team next year. What's his name again? Or you haven't been following it Yeah, that
1: that Irvin Meyer from Florida Who is, yeah, yeah, great Yeah, very excited about that Whatever Hey, at least we're not Penn State state. That's the only Penn State reference I'm going to make during this show here
3: tonight
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my
1: gosh You had to get it out, huh? I had to get it, yeah Yeah, there's probably a joke there too we better take a break. Why don't we take a break and uh, get me out of here? Well, uh, after the break, we'll we'll talk about some uh, uh, some funny news stories oh. here. Well, can,
2: uh, we, can I just say one at, quick, real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, no, just about the whole – I do want to say something about the Penn State thing. I, I don't know if it gets too serious, but I just thought it was strange about all the students really going crazy defending it. I just wanted to say that. I'll let you go now. i <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Oh. all right yeah. all right so uh so yeah so these well are, are you talking about like right when it happened like when all these students had those riots out there and they're just like yeah. oh i can't believe that they got fired blah 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 so, 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 like, you, yeah. so you think they were nuts is that what you're saying
2: well i mean i guess it was hard for them to accept because like i i never really followed that coach You know, i know he's been there forever right and I saw him talking on on the uh, uh, you know on the air when he was trying to tell the kids you know go home study for your exams and the way he was talking to him it, it did sound like a very fatherly grandfatherly type of way to talk so it was probably hard to imagine this guy could do anything wrong right and you know he he made a mistake he made a big mistake but to to defend him to that point just seemed Kind of, yeah, kind of crazy to me. I mean, I would have been disappointed and stuff, but I don't know if I would have gone out there, you know, bo- you know, protesting to the, the, the college, keep him, keep him, keep him, you know? I, I don't know. It just seemed kind of, I think I would have been just more disappointed and, you know, sad about it and not so angry like they were. They seemed angry at the college for what happened, you know? And sure. mm-hmm. you know, th- but, uh, yeah, he did what he was supposed to do, but he could have gone further. You know, I, it's just like I'm. You know, I've never been in that position where I'm sure though. If if I ever saw, like in my job, let's say I saw a nurse uh, doing something bad to a baby, like real bad, you know, yeah, sure, I probably immediately would have gone to you know, my manager or something, and if they didn't do anything, I would feel compelled to, to find somebody who would listen to me, police or whoever. If I, Not that they would – I'm not even talking about necessarily sexual abuse, just hurting a child in some way. You know, you, yeah, I guess the first thing anybody would do would be go to their superior. But then after that, if your superiors don't do anything – you know, I would think that. I, yeah, I would still feel like, oh, if they're not going to listen to me, then I'm going to have to go to somebody else. Somebody's got to listen to me. But I don't know. That's just my key That <laughs> wasn't one of the. But I don't think that was one of the top 2011 news things. Did Did that make that? I don't remember that one making the article.
1: No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, what do we do this? We'll We'll take a break. We'll We'll. Uh, <clears throat> We'll we'll, we'll cover some later news stories in the next block. (laughs) So uh, just to keep some things in mind. So what is the most annoying word that you can think of? We'll talk about that. Uh, There's a poll that came out recently. And also an article they sent uh, to Kat here before the show here entitled, uh, Men Often Misread Women's Sexual Cues from a Study. (laughs) And uh, uh, another story here uh, entitled, Comic... Superheroes perform self-breast exams. I am not kidding. So uh, that'll be in the next block to lighten things up here after this serious block. here. So we'll be right back here on <laughs> the night shift. I'm going to talk. I'm going to play a couple of Christmas songs here. I, I need I, I need to calm down here a little bit. So, Kat, so, okay, so okay. calm down a little Me bit. Too. Gather your thoughts. <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, we'll be right back uh, uh, after these couple songs. So we'll be right back.
7: All right, you chipmunks. Ready to sing your song?
3: Okay, we are. Yeah, let's sing it now.
7: Okay, Simon. Okay. Okay, Theodore.
3: Okay. Okay, Alvin. Alvin. Alvin! Okay! Alvin!
7: Very good, Simon. Very good, Theodore. Uh, Alvin,
5: you were a little flat. Watch it. Uh, Alvin. Alvin.
7: Let's not overdo it. no well, Now,
3: it. wait a minute, boys. Yeah, hey, Alvin, cut that
1: Here on Blog Talk Radio On a Saturday night And uh, Yeah, so some Christmas songs here Coming back uh, from the break here So so Kat, you doing okay? You alright? So we almost got through an hour already here You know?
2: I'm doing better
1: <laughs> Are you doing better?
2: I'm doing better <laughs> I'm doing better
0: I'm
1: not so bad at that man Right now oh, I'm doing better <laughs> So what is, cat? Uh, let's, let's go to the next story. What is the most annoying word that you can think of here?
2: Well, I mean, I I don't know about, I'd have to think about that for a second, but I, you know one thing that I do that annoys myself, and I hear it like I do it all the time, and I say, you know, a lot, and I'm trying not to do that. You know? You know? <laughs> you know? It, when I listen when I listen back to the show I like saying, please Kathy, don't have to say it don't, please don't say that a lot And I, I, all the whole show I'm going, you know? You know, you know Oh my
3: goodness, I can't help
1: it. I can't help it. <laughs> you know I'll be saying that through the whole show now. So let me uh, yeah. Uh <laughs> wait wait a minute, let me let me uh, wait, let me take a T bow break. Um Okay, <laughs> uh, so this is from Reuters from uh, Friday, December 16. If uh, you want to kill a conversation, try saying, quote, whatever, unquote. Words like you know, I'm I'm just reading this, cat. Words like you know oh? and like might be irritating to hear, but for the third year in a row, it's whatever that holds the most power to annoy, according to the annual survey by the Merit's College Institute for Public Opinion. Nearly four in ten adults named whatever as the most annoying verbal filter filler in casual conversation. One in five adults had some other disdain, like like, and you you know.
3: I do that just when saying, the
1: and, light. and seriously, we're more forgiving to the ears, though it was still quite irritating. Telephone survey of 1,026 adults nationally had a margin error of three points. So there you go. So it's you know, like, whatever, just saying, and seriously. So what do you think about that there, Kat? Well,
2: I feel really bad now because I say like, too, a lot. <laughs> 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 All those
3: words I think I say.
1: I think I'd say all of them.
2: <laughs> Me too.
1: <clears throat>
2: you know, I, I was, well, see, I just said it.
1: You know, you know.
2: Yeah, I just said, you know. You know, they could make a drinking game. That your listeners could make a drinking game out of how many times, let's say, you know. They would be so drunk by the middle of the show.
1: Very good. That's that, That's the, the night shift uh, drinking game. Not that we condone that, you know. I mean. You no, I more. don't
2: condone any drinking. No. Yeah. Yeah, but if they do, if they drink water,
1: they'll get water toxicity and end up in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh man! All right, let's get into this story. I've been waiting for this all day. Uh, so this is from Health Day. This is from yesterday. So here's the title, there, kids. Uh, men often misread women's sexual cues, say a study. I'm going to read this. Men often have difficulty accurately reading a woman's level of interest in them. The new study finds and what should come as no surprise to any woman who spend any time in the dating world. I'm just reading this. A certain type of guy tends to think all women want him, while other guys just can't <laughs> seem to pick up on the cues. Uh, let's see. Before the exercise, the participants rated their own attractiveness <laughs> and were assessed their desire for a short-term sexual encounter after each conversation the participants rated each other on the number of measures, including physical attractiveness and perceived sexual interest. Here we go. The researchers found that men who wanted a short-term sexual encounter were more likely to overestimate a woman's desire for them. Number two, men believe they were hot. Who believed they were hot? Also thought the women were hot for them. Uh but men who were actually considered attracted by women did not think this way. <laughs> number three <laughs> The more attractive a woman was to a man, the more likely he was to overestimate her interest. Women uh number four, women tended to underestimate men's desires. The study appears in an upcoming issue of the journal Psychological Science. So what do you think about all that, Kat?
2: Well, it's totally on target. <laughs> um that happens a lot. And, you know, I dated this guy once that was just hard to get rid of, you know. It's like I didn't want to hurt his feelings, you know. It just wasn't working out, and I didn't want to hurt his feelings. So I would try to do it lightly, you know, slowly try to get rid of him, but it just didn't work, and it just didn't work, and it just didn't work. And it's like, God, am I am I just going to have to really be mean? Because I don't want to do that.
1: So, what kind no. of stuff would you do there, Cat? Would you, would you just like, would you not return his phone calls? Would you cut phone calls off short? Would you just not talk to him? T- t- tell me about this, Cat.
0: Well, we... <laughs> well, actually, we live together.
1: <laughs> oh, well, no wonder it wasn't working out that well there, Cat.
2: <laughs> well, no, I wanted him gone. I wanted him gone. Okay, and I'm never going to live with anybody as long as I – I mean, from from this point on, if I ever live with a guy, there better be marriage and a ring on my finger.
1: <laughs> so, so you tried but, to get a, rid of a guy who was living with you. That's like the worst reality show out there to, <laughs> to get that done. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> it was terrible. But, I mean I, – I guess I'm afraid to say too much because what if he ever comes across this podcast, you know? But, like, I feel bad for him, okay? Because cause deep down inside he has a real good heart, right? But he was, like, super, super, super neurotic. I mean, he made my neuroses seem like nothing, like absolutely nothing. And, like, even to this day, this, this was five years ago, Okay. Even to this day, like he still likes to text me and stuff. He still wants to be friends and everything, and like you know, that's fine. But like when he texts me, I have to be careful not to really text back. Just once in a while, I feel like I have to to be nice, and I'll do just a little simple laugh out loud or something. And then ten more texts come. <laughs> I'm not leading him on. Why are well, you
1: laughing? You're laughing at this guy on the show here. I'll no, have to cut all this out. Come on. You might
2: you might have to. No, I'm not I'm not laughing at it. Okay, I guess I am. But, I mean, I'm not trying to be mean. You <laughs> see, if I could have been mean, I, you know, if I wanted to be mean, I could have said, look, I don't want you to ever speak to me again. Don't ever call me. Don't ever text me. Don't ever do anything, you know. Just but coming I truly to like him. I, I do like him. as. Huh?
1: It's going to come to that. You know it's going to
2: come to that. No, it's not. No, no, because he really doesn't bother me that much. You know, I get a text once in a while. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not like, but it's like I got to be careful. I got to be careful not to text you. You're no
1: you're, uh, you're really talking about Jamin, aren't you? Because he's in the chat room. He's like, he's really upset right now.
2: No, I'm not talking about a little scotch. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! And I feel so bad. Maybe you will just have to cut out this part. <laughs> cut out this part and the and the Penn State part. I just don't want any no, kind of controversy.
1: No, no, no. because because you know, other than other than uh, J-Man and Liz, I mean, uh, who we love, uh, no, no one else listens to this show. So so you, you know, so we're fine. So you know, don't don't worry about it.
2: A way to stroke my ego
1: there. there There's no nice way to say that, let me tell you (laughs) That's my way of telling you I'm not cutting it out.
2: (laughs) But I I'm sorry, I'm never gonna say who he is or his name. I just pray to God he never finds this podcast. And
1: his name name is Matt, isn't it? Or is it is it Joe? Is it Joey? Is it uh no. is it who is it Julio? Is it uh, Julio? Is no. it
0: uh You're never gonna guess it.
1: Uh is it uh rock dog? Is it uh Yeah,
0: it's rock dog. It's
2: rock dog rock dog I talked to rock dog on Twitter the other day. He told me hello and I said, Hey it." We were just talking about you on the show. So I'm surprised he's not here. I'm gonna slap him next time I see him. And whenever I see him
1: <laughs> Oh man. Alright, let's uh, let's do one more story and we'll we'll take a break here and then uh then uh we'll get to the top of the hour here and uh, talk about our top news stories of twenty eleven. So um Uh, So this uh, story here, as I read the title before the break, uh, Comic Hero Superheroes, Comic Superheroes, Perform Self-Breast Exams. (laughs) This is from Friday, December 16th. Uh, The story goes like this. An advertising agency in Mozambique has created a new campaign for breast cancer awareness featuring some leading female superheroes performing self-breast exams. The ads feature Wonder Woman, Catwoman, X Men, Storm, and She Hulk. <laughs> uh, the, the ads feature the caption, "Quote: When we talk about breast cancer, there's no women or superwomen. There's not, yeah. Everybody has, everybody has to do the self examination monthly. Fights with us against this enemy. When in doubt, talk with your doctor." Um. Well, I mean, Kat, I mean, it's yeah, you know, it's a good cause, you know. But uh, I'm, I'm going to put the link here in the chat I'll also need a link here too, and it's uh, it's it looks uh, pretty uh, pretty awkward. Let me tell you, um, <laughs> with, with these uh, superhero posters, what uh, what they're doing here. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, there's got to be a better way to to let people know about that, don't, don't you think, cat? Uh, a
2: better way than comic book heroes? Yeah,
1: you'd think so, don't you think?
2: Well, I mean, they're telling people to do that all the time. You know? I mean, I guess they're just trying to come up with more creative ways of doing it. I guess I'd have to see the linkity link.
1: Yeah, I'll send you I'll, I'll send the linkity <laughs> link.
2: I'll
1: link you sausage. The linkity link. The, the link. <laughs>
0: The breakfast (laughs) week. I don't know.
1: Oh, man, we got one more hour of this. This is awesome. Oh Wow. Mm. And I'm Uh, really
2: excited about, I'm really, you know I'm really excited about the next segment. The 2011 Uh, stories.
1: Our, our 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 top stories. Um yeah, well, Why don't we why don't we take a break and uh, we will talk about our top stories of uh 2011 coming up on hour number 2 of the uh, night shift show here and uh, let me find uh let me find a couple of songs here to uh, to go out with and uh we will be right back here after i find something here. Uh, I already played that I played that I played that Oh, how about this? Okay We'll play this uh, We'll play a couple songs here And then uh, we'll be right back here On the night shift here We'll be right back Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell
7: rock Jingle bell's The fun. Now the jingle hop Has begun Jingle bell, jingle bell Jingle bell rock Jingle bell timing Jingle bell time Dancing and prancing In jingle bell square In the frosty air One horse sleigh Giddy up, the jingle horse Pick up your feet Jingle up around the clock Mix and mingle in the jingling feet That's the jingle bell rock Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock
3: Jingle bell chime
7: Jingle
1: show here on uh, Blog Talk Radio and uh, hour number two coming up at the top of the hour will be our good friend uh, G man and Matt Man on the I'm With Stupid show uh, where they have five billion people in their chat room. I'm very jealous. Aren't you jealous of that there, Cap?
2: I'm totally jealous. Totally jealous.
1: I don't know how they do it. it just They just have such a high quality show over there that just uh, you know, I, I, I wish we had uh, you know a tenth of those people in our chat room here. Why don't
2: right why why don't people love us? <laughs> you know what? I feel so no, don't, guilty don't about. Don't
1: ask that question.
2: <laughs> no, I, I feel so guilty about talking about my ex. You know, maybe I'm just the mean person, and people don't like us because of me. I'm so sorry, Doctor Anonymous. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously, I feel guilty because let me just say this, and we can go on. I promise. All right, this all right. guy, I'm gonna name him John. His name is not John, I swear. But I'm gonna name him John. John mm-hmm. is a good, good guy. He's a good heart. Okay, we just weren't meant to be together. We weren't compatible. It's not. There's it's, no compatibility there. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, that's what. That's why it took me so long to get rid of him because I didn't want to hurt his feelings. So, I mean, he had some. Yeah, everybody has faults. But
1: yes, yes, yes. Yeah, my, my, mine is in uh, uh, on about uh, thirty thousand pages, uh, but uh, <laughs> we, we won't get in, we won't get into that during this show because it would just take up too much time.
2: <laughs> Mine's thirty thousand and
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, now that we've brought down the show again, uh, so let's talk about because we've been meaning to talk about this for the past two weeks. So the top stories, are, are, according to us, well, I don't know, maybe not us, but uh, some top stories that we, we uh, uh, remember going to be remembering for 2011. So um, I went to uh, Yahoo News, and um, and uh, th- here's a list. We can start with this list. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. So they have a they have the top 10 news stories here according to Yahoo News. Uh, Number 10 is uh, Occupy Wall Street. Number 9 is uh, Libya and the death of Gaddafi. Number 8 is the Arab Spring where they had all those protests and stuff. Number 7 was the death of Amy Winehouse. Number 6 was the Arizona shooting in January. Number 5 is unemployment. Number 4 is the death of Osama Bin Laden. Number 3 is a royal wedding. Number 2 is the Japan earthquake and tsunami? And number one was the Casey Anthony trial. Did, did any of those jump out at you there, Kat? Do you want to talk about any other story that you're going to remember from this um, year?
2: Well, two of them the Casey Anthony trial and the death of Osama bin Laden. Those two I would like to, to talk about. Uh, now, as far as the Casey Anthony trial goes, I knew stuff about like. Before they had the trial, I had heard the story. I knew kind of what was going on, but I wasn't really following it that close, okay? Um, I just knew, you know, the little girl was missing. Uh, Unfortunately, they ended up finding her body like a few months later. The mom had pictures partying. I knew all the main stuff, all the main stuff that made any person with half a brain know that she's guilty, (laughs) okay? A person with a lobotomy would know she's guilty, so wow. And well, and then they had the trial, okay? And but I didn't really watch the trial. Now for some reason I was wa- now actually I was not watching. I was at work the day they they announced the verdict. I was, you know, I was actually I was in the, you know, nursery doing my job and some girl came from the lounge, one of my coworkers and said they found her not guilty. And I looked up and I said, hey, what? <laughs> I was like, my mouth, my jaw was to hit that floor. I'm like, what? Like, it almost didn't even sink in. I'm like, they, wait, they found her not guilty? And she's like, yep, yeah, they found her not guilty. I said, of everything? <laughs> yeah, except the lying part, which was, okay, yeah, that was blatantly obvious, right? And right, so right. after, like after I found out she was found innocent, then I started getting into to watching it and watching the news. You know, watch I, my my, I was glued to headline news all the time. You know, because they constantly had constant coverage of it. Because I I thought, well, is there something about this story that I don't know? Did I miss something along the way? <laughs> no. Well, well, when I found out what happened in the trial and that schmarmy lawyer, what's his face? That he looks like a schmarmy dude. What's his name? The lawyer. Jose Baez, Okay. When I found out all the stuff he did, okay, that I guess what put any kind of doubt in these juror's mind. Well, still when I look at it, you know, like for instance, when they had the Scott Peterson trial, okay, he it was the same kind of thing and where where is like he looked super super guilty, right? He had all these things that went against him, but they didn't have that one smoking gun that beyond a reasonable doubt, 100% proved that he did it. So I thought when he was at trial, I thought, well, they'll find him guilty, but they won't give him the death penalty. Well, I was wrong. They found him guilty and they gave him the death. Well, when this happened to Casey Anthony, I said, I said the same thing. I said, well, they'll find her guilty, but they probably won't give her the death penalty. Wrong. <laughs> I'm like, you have got, but for not even child endangerment, not even, you know, if okay, if they didn't want to take that chance and do the murder thing, okay, because they really, really wanted that smoking gun, whatever. But I said another word that aggravates people. But anyway, but not the child, not anything else, not the child endangerment, not anything else except that. You know, lying, which was ended up being proven beyond a reasonable doubt. That's the only thing you can find this woman guilty of, really. And then people <laughs> were out there saying, and then people were out there saying, don't blame the jury. They're do don't talk bad about the jury. Don't tell them, Don't call them this. Don't call them that. They're just doing their job. And you know what? Okay, I'm not going to call them ding dong. But they made the dumbest decision ever in the history of jury. Period.
0: Wow. Wow. <laughs>
2: I just wanted to say that. <laughs> you know, what, so we can't agree with and, and think that or disagree and think that their their verdict was stupid? Really? You know, if I had been on that jury... It would have ended up hung because there's no way I would have let those people talk me into anything else. I just can't imagine. I mean, I can't. I guess I can't say because I, I wasn't there, right? I've never been in a jury. I don't know why they won't select me, but they won't. <laughs> They've never. I've never been selected for jury duty, duty ever. But uh, maybe <laughs> you no. Know, no, you know because I don't know. I would have been happy had, had she been behind bars for life you know people say death penalty death penalty but you know being a christian it's hard for me even though it's like technically i don't believe in it because i don't believe that we have the right to say when anyone dies i don't really protest that thing because usually the people that are put to death are scumbags that i think deserve to die but so i don't really protest it no but i know that i'm not supposed to think like that right so I try not to, but I mean, right. it just, you know, just it would have been solitary confinement for life for her. Solitary confinement. Right. Not, yeah. not, not the nice little prison life that some of them can get, you know, but.
1: Oh, and and she's, you know, she's shopping around her story now too for a million dollars or half a million oh, dollars. I
2: know. Exactly. And, and it just, it just amazes me that you know, and like she can be, you know, debt free. She's probably going to make a million dollars off this thing. And who was that person they put to death that, that they were saying was uh, innocent, that they wouldn't overturn? Like it's such a uh, it's such a an opposite tragedy on each outside of it, you know what I'm saying? Who was
1: right,
2: that? right, right. I'm sure Jay uh, yeah. put in the chat room.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but I, I think I know who you're talking about. I just can't remember.
2: But I was. mean, that that was a guy they put to death that could have very well been innocent, and yet, you know, there's all little Casey Anthony, you know, walking around, free as a bird, you know, not a care in the world, and just and the fact that she has supporters is what scares me it scares me a lot you know that people say but you know they didn't have the proof. baloney (laughs) no (laughs) no sane human being would have their child missing and i put that in air quotes missing for 31 days and be partying it up and and not caring, and, you know, no sane human being Only a sociopath would do that. I'm sorry. That's just, I, 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 ah, I, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I better stop. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, people wondered, okay, well, why did this story get, you know, so much press and so much, a lot of people, because this happens, this kind of thing happens all the time, and I agree. You know, you think, well, what made this case? Of course there's that That thing. Well, some people think she's attractive. I guess they consider her attractive. You know, white, middle class, the whole bit, right? Well, yeah, that's the, that's part of it. But I think another part of it, a big part of it, is just the craziness of the whole story. I mean, the lies that came out of this woman's mouth, the fact that the kid was missing and she was partying, you know, it's all the things and, and that she didn't have any history of abusing the kid. I mean, you look at the videos, you look at the pictures, I mean, she looked happy with the kid. She looked like she loved the baby, you know. Right. So none of it, none of it, it, it just all seems so crazy. And the thing they say about sociopaths is that, you know, oh, they can love Their kind of love, though, is weird. You know, they'll love someone, but they only love someone for what they can do for them or, can, you know, how that person can help them. And once that person is no longer of any use to them, they'll eliminate. You know, so maybe she did love her daughter, but, you know, she wanted to party instead. She was young, and and it's just so hard for me to even comprehend how Especially when her mom would have been more than happy to raise the kid, I'm sure. You know, and her mom wouldn't have let anything. You know, if she really wanted to party and stuff, I'm sure her mom probably would have been on her butt. Why didn't she just run away? You know, why didn't she just leave and run away? And it's all those things. It's
1: just she's crazy. That's why. (laughs) Yeah,
2: she's crazy. Yeah, but how, what would make a person go to that extreme, you know? And I, I don't know how they convince that jury, but I just can't imagine that that girl's innocent. I can't imagine it. I think, well, her father finally came out in an interview and basically said he thinks she had something to do with it. You know, he's the mom will never admit to that. The mom will never admit to that, but. He said that he thinks what happened, and this is probably what I think happened, too. Maybe she didn't even mean to kill her. I don't know why anyone would think of, of giving their kid chloroform to to help them to go to sleep so they can go party. I mean, why not? I've heard of people giving their kid Benadryl. <laughs> why not she just give her Benadryl? you know, she gives her chloroform. I mean, mm-hmm. that right there seems crazy, but let's say that she really thought that this wasn't going to kill her and and all that, right? Well, it ends up killing her. Well, but see, then there was the duct tape on her mouth, so I don't know. You know, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but if it wasn't, she still tried to cover it up. Even if it was an accident, she still tried to cover it up. She still went out and partied and didn't care and was going to keep it a secret forever, but they found her. If she did it on purpose, I mean, it makes her just evil, but even more so, I guess. Because but I don't know, the whole thing is so messed up. But I think that's a big part of why it became such a big story because of all the convoluted story that went with it of her life. Yeah,
1: I don't, I, 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 I don't know why it was a big story either. It was just, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of it was, you know. What she looked like, and 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 the party pictures, and the sensationalism, and 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 all that stuff, and and you, you saw the people uh, down there in Orlando, you know, lining up like an amusement park, trying to get in to see the trial. That was crazy. Seeing those pictures. Oh um, man,
2: that was totally crazy. You know, my sister, so. my sister came had come down to visit us, and she came down like. The day after they had announced Casey uh, innocent, or not guilty, I should say. Not innocent, but not guilty. And she wasn't keeping up with it either. But then, she, you know, she would watch it with me. We would be watching it together, and we both kind of got it like we couldn't believe it, right? And when they would show pictures of people in line fighting and stuff, <laughs> she should have seen her speech. Like she was like, people, what did she say? Get a All I don't know if right. she said get a job or get a like please <laughs> you know, like, really like even if I lived in Orlando you know okay or wanting to try to go see it maybe okay right but then when you realize you're not going to get in go home don't fight with people to get in there is it really that important it's going to be on the on the on the TV I guess there's something about being there and actually being in there. I don't know. That was crazy to me. That was insane. Seeing the
1: people. Um, all right. Why don't, you, why don't you move on to your other 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 story you wanted to mention?
2: Well, it's the, the, all well been Laden. I think everybody was was relieved when that happened, you know. And, you know, I was happy. And, I'm, and here's another thing that, like, the only thing that kind of, you know, I felt... Like on Twitter and on Facebook, you know, I follow a lot of Christian peeps. And you had most people were excited and happy and saying yes, yes, just served. But then you had some Christians that would be like, you know, we should be feeling bad. How can we celebrate a man's death and yada yada yada? And I can't believe I just said yada.
1: Yes, um, that is also an annoying phrase that people also <laughs> say, yada, yada, yada.
2: Um, But, see, the way I look at it, like, I understood as a Christian, I can understand where they're coming from, right? We should never celebrate anyone's death. But you know, after, we've talked about nine eleven on your show before. When we, you know, we when it comes that time of year, we would talk about it. And it's just one of those things that still to this day, you know, I think about it, it just, like, hurts my heart, you know. And and I think a big part of why it is so, it causes so much emotion and so much feeling in people is because we basically saw it happen on the air. You know, we all saw it happen live on TV. We saw the second plane hit. We saw all the destruction. We saw the scared people. So... You know, of course it was not even, it can't even compare to being there, but we sort of experienced the horror with them, not in the same way, I'm not even saying that, but you know what I mean? So, I think that's what makes it so much harder for us, and we wanted wanted justice so bad. So, it kind of bothered me when people would say that, because it's like, look, maybe we're not on the same spiritual plane as you are, maybe we need to grow a little bit to get there, but let's not make it sound like people who are celebrating are just as bad as him. You know, because that's just stupid beyond stupid.
0: <laughs> right, right. I
2: think, you know, we all want to see him get justice. And people are like, oh, he should have gone to court, nah, 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 nah. No, na, 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 no. No. The one thing that I love about how he died. Oh, I can't. I see. I feel bad saying this, but the last—actually, I should say—the last person he saw was the end of a gun of a U.S. Navy SEAL. That is just—that <laughs> was the last person he saw was a United States Navy SEAL. Right. Then, hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and of course the coward the coward runs behind his wife, you know, so they can kill her instead. Because that's the kind of man, I even hate to use that word, but that's the kind of man this was. He was evil. He made his choices. He was an adult person who made his choice choices in life to be evil. He didn't do these bad things under duress. No. He wanted to kill he was celebrating the death of thousands of people he was celebrating it and then here you have people who are saying you shouldn't be happy that he's dead maybe i shouldn't be happy that he dead, but i'm not crying over the guy either i'm not crying because no i mean he did... okay Ah, a lot,
1: a lot of people, a lot of people feel the same way. I mean, and, and when it happened, um, just to kind of, um, um, you know, augment your point. I mean, I, I was, I, I mean, I saw it on Twitter, and uh-huh. uh, and you know, I, I remember that night. We were, I was on Twitter, and um, this was before you know, any kind of news announcement was made. There was like a, this rumor on Twitter and it was like, you know, nine, 10, 11 o'clock at night. And yeah. uh, then, and then the president came on and, and then after that uh, you would see all these news stations go to places like outside of the white house or to um, the, uh, to ground zero or to um Times Square and, and people would just go out there and sing, you know, patriotic songs and, you know, and and you know, and, and 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 I remember the the press the next day were like, you know, you know, just like you were saying, uh the people that you were following, you know, should we be celebrating this this death of a person. There was all this this discussion out there. And I'm like, I mean, you know, the, 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 this was, you know, a a you know, a, if for anything else a military achievement. It was something that 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 people have been, you know, uh, um, talking about and demanding for years, um, and it happened. And it was just that kind of surreal moment that happened, and and it was really interesting watching TV in the hours after the announcement, just kind of seeing what the reaction was across the country.
2: Yeah, and I think what it was, a lot of that celebration was all ten years of pent up sadness and anger, and frustration that he could never be found, he could never be caught, he could never come to justice. And so all of those negative emotions and and sad emotions came to the surface as joy because it's like we finally got him, you know. We can't, we can't like judge people for being, oh, thank God they got him, you know, because we all... Some people suffered way worse. Some people died. Some people lost loved ones. Children lost their fathers, their mothers, brothers, sisters, wives, husbands. Thank God, you know, I I didn't have to suffer that kind of loss. But like I told you, I mean, I think I cried nonstop for two weeks. I mean, the whole thing was so overwhelming to me. And I think a lot of people felt that way. I mean, this whole country suffered on that day. And so, you know, like I said, you have this 10 years. thinking. I was thinking he was never going to be caught. I was figured he was just going to die of disease or old age one day, and we were never going to know. We were never going to know what happened to him. So when this happened, I was like, what? And to be honest, there was a little part of me because, you know, and I attribute that to the Holy Spirit that did say, gosh, should I really be celebrating? But I can't help it. I can't help it. I was really, truly angry about what happened? I was really, truly angry at that man, and I, I'm sorry, but I believe justice was done. And maybe, maybe that's not the most Christian thing in the world, okay? But I am a a, a, a Christian uh, in in what do you call it? In not uh, say uh, in in progress. <laughs> I'm not. None of us are Jesus, and none of us are God. None of us will ever be able to love the way. Jesus love, okay? Because I mean, we can try, we can strive to be as good as we can be, but you know, it's hard to be that understanding. You know, it's really hard to be that understanding. So, yeah, I, I, I was glad that they got the sob, and I, I don't, I would never in a million years judge anyone for celebrating. After what we went through on September 11, 2001, I will not, I will not judge anyone for being happy that he's dead. Because that was, that was, ugh. You know, and people say, well, and I know we've had other tragedies in America, like you know Pearl Harbor, and they're all really bad, right? But I think, and it's not that 9/11 is worse than Pearl Harbor, or not, not as bad. I think it's because we saw it happen. I think it's because we have those visions burned in our brain, you know. Whereas when Pearl Harbor happened, you heard about it over the radio. It's—I don't know if it has the same effect necessarily. It's still as upsetting, but does it have exactly the same effect? You see what I'm getting at? I think it's because we almost—that you know, all of us kind of lived through it. I'll never forget when I saw that plane hit in real time. Remember, I told you my brain couldn't comprehend it. I thought it was a replay of when the first one hit. I'm like, wait a minute, though. The other plane's on fire. You know, because I assumed it was an accident when the first plane hit.
1: Well, we all did, you know, initially.
2: Yeah. I I couldn't think that a terrorist did that. I mean, terrorism wasn't really what got in my head. And then, like I said, when the second one hit, I'm like, wait, you know. I, I thought, oh, they're just showing a repeat. But then I'm like, but the other building's on fire, so... Like, my brain wouldn't even compute it right away because I I would have never, I think it was hard for us to ever imagine anything kind of that crazy happening to us. I guess we always thought we were safe. You know, that day we changed as a country because we realized, hey, we're not as safe as we think we are. So I thought that was huge that we got him. Huge! I can't believe they. And and to see he was not even hiding in a hole underground. That's where I thought he
1: was. Well, I mean, I kind of going was, along going along with that is is the tenth yeah. anniversary this past September. Um, yeah. Which at the time got a lot of press, but didn't make the list. Um, but I know a lot of people were talking about that as well. You know, during that whole week or two weeks of um, of that uh, of that event.
2: Yeah, and I and I know that. Yeah, we need to grow from it, and and I think I think now it it, I think with him dying or with him being caught, whether they would have caught him dead or alive, just the fact that he got caught, that he came to justice, I think that's going to help people to move forward now because it kind of puts, it doesn't take it away. I mean, it'll always be there, but it it helps now. Give us a little bit of closure, I think. There's no one who was still running around out there somewhere. Just, I think Eric only one, obviously. And I'm, like I said, I'm shocked. I didn't think they'd ever catch him.
1: Um, I'm going to do um, one more story in this segment, unless you had anything else on, on those two that you mentioned uh, before.
2: Nah, I'm done. <laughs>
1: um a, a big story for me this year um was and i, I know we've talked about it off the air too was, was steve jobs and, and what he's done oh. um because you know i'm a you know I, i'm a geek and um and uh you know, like a lot of other news stories you know i was on twitter that night as well when they announced his passing and um the 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 outflow of of I guess, love, you would say, you know, on social media as far as Twitter and Facebook and things that happened uh, in the hours following the announcement Um, and the reflection that happened in the days and weeks that happened after that uh, of an impact on a person that I have never met or many people have never met in person, um, what that effect of of one person can be. And I've talked about it on the show in the past um, about, you know, even with all of its flaws and all of the the bad press and and yelling and screaming and all that kind of stuff uh, there's always a, the the positive as well as far as the vision um looking forward being an innovator um demanding perfection um i think that has driven a lot of people who um who use media now who use social media now and uh, has been a, a tremendous um impact on on my life and and how I live my life as far as the uh, electronic products that I have now as far as a phone and computer and how I do music and movies and um read books and uh, all that kind of stuff out there and uh you know the passing of Steve Jobs is 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 uh is is uh you know impacted a lot of people impacted me and it's going to be we're going to feel his effects to, to for time, you know, in the future. And uh that that is one of the one of the stories that is near the top of my list for for 2011 of, of what I'm going to remember about this year.
2: Oh, definitely me too, you know. Um I was kind of sad enough when he uh when he had stopped, you know, when he resigned his position um because but you know, I mean, I knew he was sick. But I think one of the big things that upset me about or or upset me about him passing was that are any of the products ever going to be as good? You know, is this the best that we're ever going to have of Apple? I mean, I'm sorry the guy died. (laughs) I, you know, I want his brain back on earth.
3: You know, I want his
2: technical brain back here. Because, you know, after I got my iPhone, when I when I got my first iPhone, it was the 3GS, and uh, I loved it. And at the time, I had a regular laptop PC, and I never went to the Mac or anything like that. I just never had done, because I was so used to PCs. So I got the iPhone. I'm like, my next computer is going to have to be a Mac. Well, finally, I got a desktop. It's a Mac. I got an iPad 2. Now I got the iPhone 4S. I can't imagine having anything that's not a Mac now. I mean, I am a Mac girl all the way. I love these products. I there are so quality. I had that 3GS phone for almost four years, and it was still working as good as it was. Maybe the battery didn't run as long, but it was. It never gave me one problem, not one problem. Whereas any other phone I had, it, it was garbage by the second year. I needed to upgrade, you know, but I didn't upgrade with the 4 yet because I thought, well, I really love my phone. I'm just so happy with it. I'll just keep it, right? Well, and then the 5 was coming out when I said, oh, I'm ready for a new iPhone. Well, the 5 I thought was coming out in the summer, so I said, I'm just going to wait. It ended up being the 4S, which I loved. So I ended up getting the 4S. But, I mean, the products are long-lasting. They're durable. They're They're good. They're just really good, and, yeah, he was an inspiration in a lot of other ways, too. I mean, he didn't even graduate college. He never did finally graduate, right? He just dropped out. Dropped. Yeah, yeah dropped he dropped down. out. He never got his degree, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, and look how far he went. I mean, that's how smart he was.
1: Yeah, it mean, definitely really. will not be uh, will not be uh, duplicated again. And but hopefully, you know, has been, will be an inspiration to many people, especially in that industry. Um, there will not be another Steve Jobs, but hopefully, you know, groups of people who can come together to, you know, try to. You know, imitate and emulate, and try to you know repeat some of the vision and successes that he is has, he has had, and to carry them forward uh, for the company.
2: Well, wow. yeah, I know. I'm sorry, but you know what? Well, no, you, you want to say anything else? Because I just got a tweet from Rock Dog about us.
1: Yeah, I saw it. I saw. It. Yeah, read it. Okay. Well,
2: it just says I can't tune in, but you guys are beautiful. Merry Christmas. So. If he can't tune in, how did he know we were talking about
1: him? <laughs> uh, well, I, I put a I put a link on my Facebook page when we were having the show, and he 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 put a a link back on my Facebook page. Said the oh. same thing. So, they, I, I think he posted a a, a picture or a, an update on Facebook, and that's when he saw mine or something like that. Oh, so it was just a
2: kewinky date.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
2: That's a crazy kewinky date.
1: He didn't
2: know we were talking about him and then okay. So I'm sorry, finish what you about Stevie Boy.
1: No, no, no. I I was done. I was gonna take a break and we were gonna have one more segment and uh but I don't know if you had anything else on twenty eleven as far as the stories and and thing 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 thing
2: thing 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 thing
1: thing thing What was that? Can you hear me now?
2: Yeah.
1: Did you hear that? Yeah, my microphone went nuts, so I, I unplugged <laughs> and replugged. So uh so yeah. <laughs> Sorry about I thought you were
2: at the first few, I thought maybe you were doing that on purpose and I'm like, okay, something's going
1: on <laughs> No, I was I was getting some feedback there. Okay. Um Why don't we why don't we take a break and then uh we'll uh, we'll have one more segment of stories that um I don't know if you even been following this story. We'll talk about it after the break, about this really small baby in Los Angeles. I know it's right up your alley, uh, premature, nine and a half ounces. So we'll talk about that after the break. Um, and also we'll talk about um, these, uh, these anonymous people. I know about anonymous people. Uh, <laughs> paying off uh, people's uh, layaway accounts. We'll talk about that after the break, too. I think that's a really sweet and nice story this time of year. So uh, we'll take a break, and then we'll have one more segment here on the, the Night Shift show and uh, getting you ready for the top of the hour for the uh, I'm Stupid. So right here, right here on the Block Talk Radio Network. So we'll be right back after this.
3: On the boardwalk. <laughs> hey man, hey man, hey, you guys know what time of year it is? What time,
7: huh? What? What? Oh, Christmas time! <laughs> you guys all, you guys all been good and practicing real hard, yeah. Clients, you've been you've been rehearsing real hard now. So up, bring you a new saxophone, right? Everybody out there been good, so what? Oh, that's not many, not many of you guys in trouble out here
3: And <laughs> yeah, you better watch out, you better not cry You better not bow, I'm telling you why
1: back to the uh, Night Shift Show here on Blog Talk Radio on a Saturday night. We have about 15 minutes uh, left uh, in the show here. And, uh, Kath, is that the, this part? be our last segment of the show? How are you feeling there? It's a, that was a pretty good segment there, talking about, uh, talking about the stories of uh,
2: 2011. Yeah, I mean, I forgot. You know, it, it wasn't until the other night I was watching, um, I don't remember, who it was that was just doing was doing this exact thing, you know. It wasn't the Barbara Walters fascinating people. It was uh, and her. You know who our number one person was, right? Uh, it was me. No, <laughs> no, it was Steve Jobs. And oh, okay. She, okay. she had chosen Steve Jobs before he died because she had said, uh, uh, "Unfortunately, Steve passed away." before we could do this interview. So I I guess maybe she chose him before. You know, I don't know. But uh, she she did a little thing on him, a little spiel on him. But, no, it was another show I watched that had these top stories, and it had all these plus other ones, uh, the royal wedding and then Kim Kardashian's 72-day wedding and all that. It had a bunch of stories. It wasn't just, like, ten And I thought, man, I forgot about all this stuff. This is stuff I would have wanted to talk about on the show, but we weren't doing a show.
0: (laughs) So I'm glad.
2: I'm glad I got the chance now to say what a psycho I think Casey Anthony is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, let's let's talk about this story from Los Angeles. I know this is right up your alley here, uh, talking about uh, premature babies. I have a, a clip here from
5: the Associated Pressure, uh, just to kind of start things off. Her tiny hand barely fits around her mother's finger. Oh,
4: she was um, 270 grams, well, half a pound.
5: Believe it or not, Melinda Starguido was even smaller than this, born 16 weeks premature because her mother had high blood pressure, a condition which could have killed both Melinda and her mother, Haiti.
4: Yeah, she was supposed to be born tomorrow, her due date was tomorrow.
5: Since her delivery by C-section, doctors at Los Angeles County USC Medical Center have given Melinda around-the-clock care.
6: This is our star baby here, smallest baby in our unit in the last 30 years and uh, 9 ounces, right? How big is the coke can? Um. Eight ounce coke can, so your baby is just amounts ounce more than the coke can. That's what I tell everybody. And uh, now the baby weighs eight times the weight that the baby was uh, when the baby was born.
5: Dr. Rangasamy Ramanathan, better known as Dr. Ram to his patients, says the odds of survival were stacked against little Melinda.
6: I mean, we have had babies for 23 weeks, but 24 weeks and weighing 270 grams, um, that's a miracle for us.
5: That's Melinda a few weeks after her birth. She joins three other tiny survivors around the world. She happens to be the third smallest surviving newborn. She's still receiving nutrients through tubes and primarily being cared for in an incubator.
4: She's been through a lot and she has made it. A lot of people doubted her. She thought They thought that she wasn't going to make it.
5: Babies born prematurely do face an array of developmental risks down the road, but the short-term outlook for baby Melinda is good.
4: Yeah. She's a little miracle to me. (laughs) Hi,
3: Melinda.
5: Her family hopes to have her home by New Year's Day. John Moan Associated Press, Los Angeles. Uh, So, Kat, I
1: mean, it's, I mean, I I know you're not allowed to say if you've ever had, you know, any any patients that small, but that's a pretty small baby. I mean, it's, uh, I, I know it's, I was reading some uh, articles today, second smallest baby to survive in the U.S. And, uh, you know, I know, you know, premature babies are, are kind of what, what you guys work with. Um, uh, how did you hear about this story? Did you have any reaction to, to like, you know, hearing about this story and maybe and seeing some news reports about it?
2: Well, I heard this story from you <laughs> today. I didn't hear about it before. I mean, I've well, heard okay. about... I mean,
1: it's well, yeah, it's interesting because it, it's, it's been in the news a lot this week, so I was just curious.
2: Oh, okay. See, I haven't been watching TV as much this week. Uh, so, I mean, I just missed it. But it's like that doctor said. I mean, yeah, we've had 24-weekers survive, 23-weekers even. But that small is, I mean... I, I have seen a baby once that, what well, it wasn't that young. It wasn't 24 weeks, but it was IUGR, which is intrauterine growth retardant. So it was really, really, really small, right? And we ended up having her for like six months. So, uh, you know, sometimes they could have that. I don't know if that's what she had. It didn't say that in the article. Uh, but uh, I, I just love stories like that. I mean, in the NICU, you actually do see more good than bad. I mean, they have come such a long way with advances and you know helping these preemies grow and everything. Um, but uh, where was I going with this? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Right. like my cousin, my cousin actually was a preemie back in the '80s, okay, like early '80s, and he's like a lawyer now. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah, I mean, even back then, and that was before surfactant. They didn't even have surfactant then. Surfactant, uh, I don't know if you know about how they use surfactant in preemies or not, but they give uh, babies, I, I think it's usually under 36 to 35 weeks, they give them surfactant because they're missing, you know, to help their lungs grow. They're missing that stuff, so they need it and uh, to help their lungs mature quicker and so they can open up that alveoli and it doesn't collapse on him. And uh, that was before surfactant, and he still – I mean, he had some problems. I remember he went home on oxygen. You know, he had the hernias that he had to get repaired. He had glasses, but he, his brain didn't – it didn't affect his brain. So uh, that's kind of a lot of what I like about the NICU, is that you see a lot more good than bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's – um But still, you know, even somebody this this young or this premature, I mean, they do kind of have, you know, a little bit of a long road in front of them as far as, you know, probably an extended stay in the NICU and then frequent checkups, you know, with their pediatrician afterward and, uh, you know, still kind of, um, you know, at risk for, um, I guess, you know, things like infection, you know, because I would presume they're immune system is as developed as a full-term baby and I mean it's it's a great story but it's it's still kind of a you know a a little bit difficult road um for mom after discharge is that right or not really
2: well yeah because um you know well it depends on because I think that baby went home on oxygen too right or no, no no she hasn't gone home yet that's right she's still in the hospital she's going to go home hopefully by new year's but it wouldn't be surprising if maybe the kid went home on oxygen, but even if not, the probably the kid will probably for sure have an apnea monitor. So she's always gonna worry about, you know, if the kid has apneic spells, um just, just you know, preemies can get I mean, all babies can get sick, but preemies, you just have to they they need a little extra TLC, you know. Sure. More so than right. a, a regular baby. Um but gosh, you know, that little baby is so cute. She so yeah. has little <laughs> tiny stubby hands. That's what makes me think she's IUGR. She kind of has that look, you know, her little hands. I mean, she almost looks like she could have been a little bit IUGR if she used right. retarded. So I don't know, though, you know, because she may have just been a small baby. And mm-hmm. I guess that's the same thing, right? I mean, I don't think... When they say intrauterine growth retarded, it could be caused by something, but it could just be because they're small. I think too. I guess I should look
1: that up. Well, I mean, I, I I know that especially if if this uh, if this baby is discharged before New Year's or at New Year's, if people are going to be following that story coming up in 2012. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how the child develops, and hopefully, you know, no complications and that type of thing. So.
2: Yeah, well, the smallest one I believe was in Iowa, right? A few years back, the smallest baby ever to survive. There was one, okay. I believe it was in Iowa. Okay. So, but yeah, I guess she's the what third one they said, the third.
1: Yeah, the I think so. I think that's what they said. I think that's what they said. Um, let right, let's let's do one more story here. Uh, this this will be a nice story here to end with. Uh, so people uh in, in big of the news this week are people going into uh you know people uh places like Kmart and Walmart. And I don't know if they have Kmarts anymore. But, uh but uh, people just going in random people these these uh layaway Santas with is one uh term that they're using in the news. Um I have a an a audio clip here to start off our discussion here.
8: Parents getting ready for Christmas are getting a little help from some unexpected sources. No, not from Saint Nick but from anonymous donors paying off balances on several layaway accounts. It seems the trend started at this Kmart in Western Michigan. It was really crazy the way she did. She was so excited and so happy to do it. Employees at this store have said that a woman in her 30s stopped at the counter and told the cashier she wanted to pay the bills of a few unsuspecting customers. Her only requirement? The order had to include toys.
2: She had a great heart. And I told her that I felt like she had a great heart. And she said she doesn't want to take appreciation for it. She just felt that she was blessed and she wanted to bless others.
8: This woman had most of her bill paid by the layaway Santa. She was so excited by the surprise that she gave her son one of his Christmas gifts
4: early. Even though we're all kind of in the same boat, nobody's thinking about anyone else. It's every man for himself. And just to have someone come along behind and just do something that was totally unnecessary, you know, but so appreciated. It just really made a difference.
8: The only thing that the anonymous donor left behind was this note on each of the three tickets she paid. It reads, happy holidays from a friend. But her story has inspired others from Montana to Indiana to pay off the bills of complete strangers in these days before Christmas. Holiday shoppers who've heard about the layaway Santas say the sweeping acts of kindness have restored their faith in people. Rita Foley, the Associated Press.
1: So that's nice there, Kat. I mean, uh, you know, I thought they were making up this story when I when I read about it. Um, but uh, <laughs> it seems real genuine and it uh, seems people are real appreciative of, uh, of the people helping them out. So we, we, it, that gives me more faith um, in people this time of year because there's just so many negativity and mean people out there. It's something like this story really kind of resets my faith in people, don't you think, Kat?
2: Absolutely. And, you know, when the woman said that she didn't want any appreciation for it, she just felt like she was blessed and she wants to bless other people. I can totally understand that concept only because, and you know about the situation I've been in the last couple of years, I feel like God has blessed me so much. You know, maybe one day I can tell people just how much he has, Taking care of me and how much, but it makes me want to do stuff for other people, like like that, like monetary wise. And and I won't, you know, talk about if I ever do or what I do or anything because you're not supposed to. And I'm trying to say this as best I can without trying to. It's about wanting to bless other people because you feel so lucky, you feel so blessed. And when you when you go through something like that, she must have had some situation where. She felt just overwhelmingly blessed. She was in a bad situation and something happened to make her totally feel blessed. I mean, I don't know how else to say it, but it makes you want to do that. Like, when I read this story, I'm like, that's a good idea, you know? I mean, it makes you – I love the feeling of of helping. Before in my life, when I would see people – on the street, like maybe once in a while I would give them a little something, but a lot of times I'm like, you know what, get a job. It would it would aggravate me, people who would beg for money in the street.
6: And now I don't
2: think like that anymore, you know. I Maybe they do need to get a job, but it's not really for me to say, you know. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I give to every person I see, but <clears throat> um, I understand what that woman said. i would say that much, that I have been blessed immensely in the past couple of years. I was at one of the lowest points in my life, and now I'm one of the highest points of my life. And it's all due to God. I'm 100% convinced that it's all God. And I want to bless others like in, in ways, too. You know, because I, I, it's so nice. Like you said, it gives you faith in people again. If we all tried to You know, do something for somebody else to bless their life, it would be such a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you said, we go into the stores this time of year. Everybody's all like rushing and trying to get this and trying to get that. Like, look at Black Friday. People are spraying pepper spray in each other's eyes and all just to get certain things. (laughs) Like, what is happening? You know? You know? You know? You know? You know? (laughs) You know? (laughs) <laughs> um,
1: yeah, we're we're coming down um to the end of the show, seconds. but I just I just I just wanted to say, Kat, that it's just been uh it has it, been fun doing this again and uh I'll have to you know check my schedule coming up for January and, and uh I, I hope we'll be able to continue with this. Um and it's not you, it's me <laughs> because I have to see if I can fit it all in. Um but just to let you know as as we're kind of ending the show that it's uh for tonight, it's it's uh you know, it, it it's been really great, you know, um being friends with you and, and 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 uh talking with you on and off the air. And uh you know, I know, you know, um some of the things that you've that you've been through. Um in the past year or so and uh you know I, I'm so happy for you as far as where you're at now versus where you were, you know, just a short time ago. And uh it's it's just been it's been great uh continuing to you know call you a friend and uh to talk with you and to bring you on the show and just to just be silly. Uh and it, it's been it's it's really meant a lot to me. So I wanted to say thank you for that
2: thank you for being a big part in where I am today. Those calls really helped, (laughs) let me just say, because that was the bad time, the real bad time in the beginning, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And so, and you were truly, you truly helped, helped me every time we would talk, every time, and I love doing this show with you. I thank you for bringing it back for however long it is, whether it's these two shows or 20 shows or 2,000 shows.
0: Thank you. I I had a
2: blast, and I am happy to call you my friend, too thank you for
0: being
3: a
1: friend <laughs> uh and uh you know christmas is coming up you know and it's just uh you know i don't i know that you know we don't get real you know religious on this show but uh you know i, I know that uh, i have a lot to be thankful for and uh i have a lot of christmas memories and uh you know i know that your faith uh is something that's very important to you so i know that it is uh, uh, you know, a holiday like this coming up is is very important to you. So I wanted to wish you a Merry Christmas um, as we end the show here this evening, and uh, we'll see we'll see what 2012 uh, you know holds for all of us.
2: Yes, absolutely. A Merry Christmas to you. A very Merry Christmas to all those listeners out there. Uh, hopefully, there's more than two of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, any guests who came in and. I hope you have an awesome New Year, too, and blessings for 2012. Let's hope it is not the last day or the last year of our Earth's existence. (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) is the way to end this show. There you (laughs) go.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh,
1: Anything else before we close it up? Uh, Because this could be the very last show of Talk Radio tonight, so... uh,
2: uh no, just that I love
1: you and I love everyone. Mwah. All right. Well thank you so much, Kat. We'll we'll talk to you down the road and we'll uh we'll we'll see uh we'll see what happens with the show here. And I want to thank everybody else for for tuning in here uh, this evening and uh, uh check out the website there, familymedicinerocks dot com. You can follow me on Twitter and also on the Facebook page and we'll end the show here as we began. Um we're a little bit late for the J and I would Stupid Show, but uh, we'll I'll go right there right after this song. I love peanuts this time of year. So, uh, good night from Northeastern Ohio and uh we'll talk to you down the road. Merry Christmas everybody. We'll talk to you very soon. Good night. <laughs>